I carried a watermelon. You have just entered the Davis Locker. Yes, welcome to the Davis Locker. It is episode eight of our Feel Good Film series, and it's a musical battle royale between Dirty Dancing and Flashdance. Here's what's coming up. Two unbelievable films, and that's what I want to say off the bat. We both enjoy these films. We're not having a go at them. This is bullshit. I'm not having any of this. And that is awful. It's all about to kick off, Gat. Here we are. Yes, Mickey. <laughs> eating hummus and drinking lattes. Just let me go and get me dad. Let me go and get Johnny. Walking around like a bit of a weirdo. Everyone's getting fizzy knickers. I've not got any argument. She, her dream, she wants to be a dancer. She's not getting the boobs out and stuff like that. A good moral compass. Even a little bit of robotics. Take your curly hair and piss off. <laughs> Cooler than a polar bear's ball bag, isn't he? Dirty flash dancing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Davis Locker. I'm your host, Chris Davis, and with me as always, he is uh, like the wind through my trees. He gives me hungry eyes. It's Gazzardy. <laughs> right, pal? <laughs> well, yes, I didn't know that beforehand, but yeah, warms my cockles. No, hey, I tell you what, <laughs> I'm all limbered up. I've done my stretching, so I'm not going to pull anything during this episode. But yeah. what we want you guys to do at home is exercise those fingers. Hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and that will make us very, very happy. Right, Chris, let's do this. Right, so what we're doing today is we're putting Dirty Dancing and Flashdance head to head. Now, until last week, I'd never seen Flashdance, and him over there had never seen Dirty Dancing. So we thought to ourselves, well, let's both watch the other one, and then we'll see where we land on who thinks what's best. Now, he's come out on the side of Flashdance. I came out firmly on the side of Dirty Dancing, so we're gonna stick them head to head and see what happens, aren't we, pal? Yes, I cannot wait for this one. Right, let's do it. Let's open up with Dirty Dancing. So, Dirty Dancing, set in 1963, and sees the story of Frances, baby houseman, as she goes on holiday to a Catskills resort with her well-to-do family. Whilst at the resort called Kellerman's, she falls in love with the resort's dance instructor, the cool guy, Johnny Castle. Let's take a look at the trailer. Watch me now! Teaches her what she can do. I'm not sure who you are, but I don't want you to have anything to do with those people again. Baby, I don't see you running up to daddy telling him I'm your guy. Well, with my father, it's complicated. I will tell him I... I don't believe you, baby. She shows him all he can be. You gotta stop it now. I know what I'm doing, Penny. I'm scared of everything. Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life the way I feel when I'm with you. What they learn from each other feels too good to be wrong. Dirty Dancing. Starring Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, and Cynthia Rhodes. Get ready for the time of your life. There you go. I mean, what a fantastic feel-good film Dirty Dancing is. 
incredible, isn't it? It is, and I've got to say it is a worthy adversary for my film, Flashdance. Yep. Now, Flashdance was released in 1983 and directed by Adrian Lyons. It also included the production team of Don Simpson and Jerry Bruckheimer. Flashdance stars Jennifer Beals as Alex. She's a welder by day and an exotic dancer by night. However, she has a lifelong dream of becoming a prestigious ballet dancer. Can this working class girl make her dreams come true? Check out the trailer. Her name is Alex. She works in a man's world. She dances in a world of her dreams. Flash dance. There you go. That was the trailer for Flashdance, and I gotta say, another fantastic film. These yeah, these sure. are really two unbelievable films, and that's what I want to say off the bat. We both yeah. enjoy these films. We're not having a go at them, but there can only be one, like Highlander, mate. There can be only one. Yeah. Not only what, be one. No. That's what I said. Whatever. <laughs> there can be only one. So Dirty Dancing, then it's 1963. The Beatles haven't happened yet, as she says. Kennedy's not been shot yet. We're in a sea change of music and culture. Rock and roll's coming. It's all about to kick off, Gat. I've got Frances, baby houseman, on her way with her mum, her dad and her sister to Kellerman's Resort in upstate New York in the Catskills area, wherever it is, whatever. It's one of them posh, like a butlins, but for posh people. Yeah, <laughs> they go in there. Now, baby... From the off, we see that she's talking about her dad. She's thinking, I'll never find anyone as good as my dad. We're thinking she's naive, well-to-do, you know, young girl. She gets to the resort and we see Billy comes. He's going to take all the, the suitcases out of the boot and stuff like that. Baby goes to help him. From the off, we see, I like this girl. She's a girl next door. She's happy to slum it with the uh, the lower classes or whatever you want to call it. She's she's a, a relatable, nice Person. And she's also a bit of a moral crusader. She talks about monks burning themselves in protest, etc., etc., that kind of thing. So we know the baby from the sort of dialogue that she has at the beginning, she's a hipster before hipsters were even hip. You know what I mean? She, she, she's one of them people. If, if she was, if she, if she lived where your girl lives, if she was in the Steel City or whatever, she'd be the kind of person who'd live in Alex's house now. Yeah. Eat, yeah. Eating hummus yeah. and drinking lattes. And stuff like that. <laughs> so she's that's the kind of character baby is, but she's really likable, um, relatable to the target audience, I would say. Uh, quite a plain looking, plain mm. Jane, you know, in turn compared to your your girl, but um, rock solid character, good moral compass, relatable straight off the bat. We like baby. Yeah, we're we're already we're we're hooked from the off. I think with baby. 
Yeah, she is very likable. And you would assume a character like that, coming from such a wealthy mm. background, she could be very, very snobby, kind of dismiss yeah. Billy and say, right, I'm going to just crack on. I'm just going to do what yeah. I want. But she's not. And I think that's testament to, to Jennifer Grey, how she portrays this character. Yeah, for sure. Um, and she yeah. does go on a bit of a journey. And we'll, we'll talk about that. But I just think <laughs> what I like in contrast to my character, it's like there must be about six or seven scenes where she's just running to get help. Just let me go and get me dad. Let me go and get Johnny. <laughs> no, it's because she's got the balls to stand up for other people. That's why she's got that moral compass. Like you said, she's got that centering guy that she's happy. She'll put herself at risk. She'll put herself on the, on the chopping block for other people. A great cost to herself. And they, even as they get into it later on where Johnny says, after she's helped him out with getting in, uh, cleared of when he's accused of nicking purses and stuff like that. He's like, no one's ever done anything like that for me. You know what I mean? And she's she's got that fire in her gas. She's, <laughs> yeah, she might be from a, a posh background and all that kind of thing, but I think you're judging her too harshly and you're not giving her the credit she deserves. <laughs> she's fine, but let's talk about ballsy women because that's exactly what Alex is. She is a strong, independent woman. Agreed. And where baby, I would say she's cute, relatable, Whereas Alex is sexy. She just oozes sex appeal. And yeah, I think that's... She, she comes from a very working class background. Obviously, she's working in this steel mill as a welder. So not even high yeah. up. She's not management. Um, and she yeah. she needs to, I would say, make ends meet. That's why she's got a double job. Yeah. She works at night as an exotic dancer. And yeah. it's not... She's not getting her boobs out and stuff like that. This yeah. is an art form, mate. This is... She is doing yeah, it for, for the love of the dance. And I think that's, that's one of the things I would give her over Baby from at the beginning of the films is that from the off, she her dream, she wants to be a dancer. You know, yeah. the, both of these films have an arc where the main female protagonist achieves their sort of goal or desire through through dance. You know, they become the, they have a sort of journey of self-discovery through dance. And Alex from the off, her dream is, I'm going to be a dancer. So a single mindset, I'm going to be a dancer, a prestigious ballet dancer yeah. indeed. Whereas Baby, she just sort of falls into it, really, doesn't she? Via finding a, an affection and a, a desire for Johnny Castle, yeah. played by the great Patrick Swayze. Now, we'll move on to him because he is, I mean, what can you say about Patrick Swayze? Charismatic, incredible dancer, fantastic actor. His career went into the stratosphere after this film, you know, and, and for good reason. He walks mm. on screen. Baby goes up to the main hotel. She's lurking in the curtains, whatever she's doing, walking around like a bit of a weirdo. And then there she sees she sees Max Kellerman talking to the waiters. He's saying, look, lads, you know, entertain the guests, girls, and all this kind of thing. Then the dancers come in, and uh, because they're kind of working class lowlifes, as Kellerman sees it, he's like, uh, well, yeah, you, you stay away from them. You know what I mean? But you can't keep a man like Johnny Castle away from the ladies. I mean, he walks in, and it's evening at this point. He's got sunglasses on. In, at the evening, indoors, I mean, cooler than a polar bear's ball bag, isn't he? He is, yeah. I can't, I've not got any argument against Swayze. And I've heard some people say, you're like a young Patrick Swayze. Not me. I don't say that. But I've heard some people say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because you wear that. sunglasses indoors. But I don't know. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean... So as cool, a, a, yeah, he is so cool. And as a, as a contrast in my film, Nick... Played by Michael Nuri. I mean, he's he's a, a solid character, but he's he's pretty plain. He's obviously wealthy. I think he's the steel mill owner, but there's not yeah. too much. I mean, he's just wealthy. He takes a takes a shine to Alex. He, yeah. And yeah, he's just a bit of a plain he, fella, isn't he? 
Swayze walks on screen, mate, and everyone's getting fizzy knickers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nick Hurley walks on screen, your guy. No one's bothered. He's a bit plain. He's a bit plain. And, yeah. and they're similar in some respects. They're similar characters in some respects because the main female protagonist, uh, the love interest is someone that they shouldn't be with in yeah. terms of you know society and that kind of thing. So baby, she's going to go to Harvard. She's going to join a Peace Corps. She's going to change the world. She shouldn't be slumming it with Johnny Castle with his high-collared shirts and his open chest and all this kind of thing. Much like Alex, who is a welder in a, a steel factory, she shouldn't be, you know, knocking boots with the boss, should she? Mm. You know, that's frowned upon. And she even kind of tries to sort of step back from it initially, doesn't she? And again, very similar. A lot of people tell me I shouldn't be slumming it with you. <laughs> <laughs> a bit late now, bud. We've been slumming it for like 30 years. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, in terms of the... What I will say, uh, and you... You know, when we spoke about this uh, the other day, you kind of pointed this out, is that Dirty Dancing is co-stars, isn't it? You know, yeah, you've got I think so. Yeah. Jennifer Grey, Patrick Swayze, Baby and Johnny Castle, they're co-stars. Whereas in your film, it's very much Jennifer Beals, the Alex character. She is the star. And then Nick Hurley's kind of just a side chick almost or whatever you want to call him, isn't he? You know what I mean? He's a secondary player. Yeah. And it's a good foil because it, he is almost there to show how independent and strong mm. Alex is when she yeah. wants to go for that audition at the ballet school. He makes a call because he knows someone on the committee. But when she finds out, she's like upset. She's angry. She's like, I don't yeah. need your help. I don't need help from anyone. I'm not a baby, yeah. which I thought was quite nice compared to yeah. yours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you say, she's a very strong independent woman I think they show that independence in different ways I think whereas um, Alex doesn't desire any help or anything from you know basically Nick who's 1980s mansplaining almost isn't he you know what I mean he's trying to think (laughs) I'll be the knight in shining armour I'll give her the G up she needs and she's like I don't need your help pal take your curly hair and piss off what I would say is that I think your Nick character and you and baby are quite similar in that they're both plain, they're both kind of you know well to do etc etc, and then Alex and Johnny Castle are similar in that they're both working class super sexy, aren't they? And what I I always think to myself, and what I was thinking to myself the other day when I watched these two films is, imagine a scene with Johnny Castle and Alex together. Imagine what that'd be like. Oh, I like it. I like your thinking. Dirty flash dancing. <laughs> So there you go. That was an example of just what it might look like 
with Patrick Swayze <laughs> and Jennifer Beals doing a dance scene together. What do you think of that, guy? I tell you what, if I was at a drive-in, Tina Turner comes to mind. Steamy windows. <laughs> oh, sensual. Sensual. It was like watching a, an old flake advert or something. It was all that, like, just so sexy. What I'm going to hit you with now, then, is we've, we've kind of not really said why we think these films are better than the other. So you tell me why your film, why Flashdance, in your opinion, is better than Dirty Dancing. My plot is stronger. I think yours has been done so many times. It's old hat. It's boy meets girl, boy from wrong side of the tracks. All it is, is Lady and the Tramp with a bit of dancing in it. But is yours not the opposite of that? No. Girl from wrong side of tracks with fella. How many films have you seen about welding, mate? That's all I'll say. Anyway, <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just think this film, Flashdance, just looks amazing. I just think what they've done with how they've put it together, the lighting is unreal. Mm. I think the composition, yeah. it looks so good. good. And the editing and the cinematography were, were actually up for Oscars as well. They didn't win, but that just kind of shows how strong mm. it was. I, I, and I can see why, you know, because when I was watching the film, like I say, I only watched it for the first time last week. I was watching it and I was thinking, well, Dirty Dancing is my horse in this race. I love Dirty Dancing. Yeah. But when I was watching it, I was thinking, God, man, this is annoying. <laughs> this film looks bloody good. You know, it looks, like you say, the lighting is incredible. Some of the shot composition is fantastic, especially when they're dancing on stage and you've got that kind of uh, sort of parallel-sided shots. You've got symmetry in these shots. The composition of these images is fantastic. And there's a sequence where um, she's dancing and she's got like a, uh, the white makeup on her face and she's kind of like a, a mime sort of figure. Yeah. And there's strobe lighting and the way it's edited and the way it's shot with this strobe lighting is sort of like this staggered effect as she's dancing and looking to the camera and all. It was so creative, I thought, and so brave for, for this kind of this kind of film. I do think it's a, a ballsy film and it does look fantastic and I would give it the edge over Dirty Dancing, which in comparison, yes, Dirty Dancing looks fantastic as well, but in comparison to the creativity and the gritty style on display in Flashdance, Dirty Dance is more of like a, it's like a soft focus photograph, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. And it's almost like, and again, I'm not having a go at Dirty Dancing because I do think it's good. I just no. think there's a lot of safe options in there. It's just make it look good. But let's not really push the boundary yeah. with yeah. it that much. Whereas yeah. Flashdance is very gritty, yeah. very fast-paced as well. That's what I like yeah. about it. Yeah. I would say I've got much better set pieces in Dirty Dancing. I think there's much stronger pivotal set pieces in the film. You know, you've got the the opening scenes where we see Johnny and Penny dancing. You've got the scene where she goes to their sort of no guests allowed uh, the staff party kind of thing where she carries the watermelons as we've already said that very kind of the camera moving through the crowd and they're all kind of looking at her she's out of place she's sticking out like a sore thumb you know what I mean but she's she's still in there she's in that sweaty environment she's drinking it in uh, that's a great scene for me it's where she again properly talks to Johnny for the first time yeah. and that's sort of like fizzy knickers scene number two um, and, then we, and then you've got the scene where she goes to the Sheldrake and she does the dance with Johnny and she fails to do the lift Mm. which sets us up for the finale. You know, you've got the scene where they're doing practice in the lift, in the water. I mean, there's so many pivotal set pieces in this that I just don't think Flashdance has. Yeah, oh, and the, in the lake, the nipples, mate, the nipples. That's what I've got to say, unbelievable. And I'm talking about Swayze here rather than Jennifer <laughs> Grey. <laughs> I was wondering for a second, where's he going with this? But, uh, no, I agree. I just think with Flashdance, some of those scenes where it's almost like silhouetted, it's completely backlit, 
one where mm. she's doing some of the dance, I think it's the first dance on stage, and then she, when she, like the climax of it, she like pulls the, the flush, yeah. the big toilet flush, and all that water just goes out yeah. onto her, and then she's still yeah. dancing, very, very evocative. Mm. And then in the gym as well, I think that is where yeah. they're, they're just in there, just giving it, oh, unbelievable. Yeah. The editing's brilliant in that scene. Really good editing. I mean, I'm, like we say, we're splitting hairs really, aren't we? Because yeah. these are two, these scenes we're talking about, they're iconic. They're iconic. You know, the, the baby and, and Johnny in the water, you know, doing the lift. It's iconic. Dancing on the log. It's iconic. Yeah. You know, Alex pulling the water on herself. It's iconic. Yeah. You know, these are iconic scenes, but for me, there's just more of them in Dirty Dancing. Agreed, agreed. Because I think with flash dance, it's, it's just right. Well, let's just get the girls back on the stage and kind of showcase that. And yeah, it's almost like yeah. let's put some music videos together in the middle of these, in the middle of this movie, yeah. basically. And I think you're yeah. right. You got more iconic scenes from yeah. Dirty Dancing. I, I do have to concede that. Yeah, and I think what else Dirty Dancing has over flash dance for me, even though I do think flash dance looks better. I think that the characterization of the sort of third party cast members is better and their stories are concluded better yeah. in Dirty Dancing. You know, you've got the, the Robbie story with Penny, he gets her pregnant, he's a douchebag, he's, you know, he's knocking boots with everyone pretty much on the, on the, uh, the holiday <laughs> resort. You know, he's a, he's a right dirtbag, hate the guy. And um, he gets Penny up the duff. Baby's dad has to help out. He thinks that it's Johnny who's done it, so he loses all respect for Johnny instantly because he's not kind of taking care of his business as a man in that respect. Um, and then we, Baby's dad finds out that it actually indeed was Robbie that got yeah. Penny knocked up and wasn't taking care of business. And um, we see him kind of redeem with Johnny, but we'll talk about that later on. Uh, you've got um, Baby's sister and kind of what, what she kind of... <laughs> She's almost like a comic foil in some ways, yeah, isn't she? a little bit. You know, you've got the relationship between Baby and her dad that goes through a sort of, he wants to trust her, he wants to give her independence, he does believe in her. And um, I just think the third party cast members in this are better. They, than, like, like Robbie's a brilliant villain for me. He's a brilliant villain. Yeah. As soon as he comes on screen, they just want to punch him. Yeah. You know, and your guy, and, and this is what I was thinking when I was watching this, was Johnny C, funnily, funnily enough, his name is in... Uh, in Flashdance, he's so underutilized. Yeah, because he's—he, I mean, he's got that, got that look. He's a proper sleaze bag, and they just didn't use yeah. him that well. And I think you're probably right. No. The, the characters—they're not really well developed. Um, so Richie, he's the—he's the chef turned well, chef with ambitions to be a stand-up, and he goes off to LA. Yeah. We assume he didn't make it because he comes back at yeah. Halloween, and then yeah. he was going out with Jeannie who was Alex's best friend. She was a waitress yeah. at the bar she was at, and she just goes off with Johnny C, and it's like, all oh, right. So Richie's just yeah. like, oh, nightmare. Oh, nothing, nothing. Never mind. Yeah. And that's what annoys me about that scene. It's what pisses me off about Flashdance, actually, is that it's a film that's all about, you know, go for your dreams and we'll back you. You know, have belief in yourself. Yeah. It's a film about believing in yourself and going for your dream no matter what is in your way. Richie does it. He comes back after, you know, obviously he hasn't gone that well for him. And they're all kind of like, oh, never mind, Rich. Yeah. Don't worry, pal. Don't worry about your dream, mate. You know, you're back now. You get, get on the burgers. Yeah. Get cooking the burgers in the back, pal. You know, don't, don't waste any time. We're all starving. <laughs> and it just feels a bit like, you know, it feels a bit like that for me. And it, it kind of, 
I lost a bit of, not respect for it, but it was just sort of so sh kicked under the table, so to speak. And yeah. even similar with the genie thing as well. I was just about to say that. So yes, genie, once she's in that ice skating competition, she'd been training for two years. Although I would say, I think it's almost indicative of the time, the 80s, they, they were not affluent, they, people weren't doing well. It's almost like if you're watching mm. it in that era, people had dreams, but they never come true. And I think that's kind of saying, yeah. Jeannie fa tried and failed, Richie tried and failed, or we used to assume that Alex is going to try and fail. Because, I mean, we'll get onto the yeah. end in a little bit, but yeah. she does fall down and you yeah. think, oh, right, well, it's another, yeah. another failed attempt at getting to your dream. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I think what I did like about the whole genie thing was that she, she, she tried her dream and it didn't happen. And I think what I got from it was I thought, well, that's a kind of symbolic of Alex's fear. And I think that's the kind of thing that it's holding her back from going to achieve her dream. But she's got to realise that, you know, unless she does take the jump for it, she won't, she won't get anywhere. You know, and I think, um, so I like that, that bit about Jeannie, but then later on where the whole Zanzibar thing, she, she goes and she, Alex pulls her out of the club where she's, you know, doing a strip dance or whatever, takes her outside. And then it's, what happens then? It's kind of unful yeah. sort of unfulfilled then. Nothing really, it's a loose end entirely. It's just kind yeah. of left as no, a I loose end to me. From. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. What, as a last little thing for this section is I will yeah. say, I've yeah. got a dog in my movie and you haven't. The closest you've got is mm. the scene where Penny's in the kitchen. When she's crying, she looks like a shitting dog. <laughs> and one thing I will say, why is she in the kitchen? When you take a pregnancy test, you have to pee on that stick because she cocked her leg up on the stainless steel counter mm. and done it there and then. I'm not yeah, having that. She's got a chalet all to herself. Yeah, no. health and safety and hygiene and all that, especially at this time. Exactly. In the old pandemic season, it's terrible, isn't it? We've, got, we've all got to keep everywhere clean, every surface. Do not touch a surface after Penny's been in there. Exactly, mate. Exactly. <laughs> all right, okay, so let's just park all that there and move on to the most important thing about these films, the bloody music. Talk to me. Both films are phenomenal. The, the soundtrack, the yeah. songs that are used are out of this world. And yeah. We're just going to be splitting hairs on this. I think it's almost like a celebration of the music that's in it. Both have Oscar-winning sure. Oscar songs. Uh, oh, What yeah. a Feeling, for me, and The Time of Your Life, obviously, for yourself. I will say, Flashdance... Time of My Life. Your Life. Had... My Life. <laughs> Flashdance did have another one, Maniac, nominated in the same category, so it was going up against itself. Yeah. So a bonus point for yeah. me. But... I love, yeah. I, I gotta say, I love the 60s music in Dirty Dancing. That Motown yeah. vibe is something that I really, really like. And then you've yeah. got 80s music on top. But, and I'll let you have your say in a minute. Exactly. But I just think the 80s yeah. music in Flashdance is better. It's more high tempo, it's more evocative, and it really, really gets, gets that movie going. Come on. Shall I shock you? Go on. I would agree. I would agree. I think the songs, the 80s songs, are better, particularly. I love Maniac by, uh, it's Michael Sembello, isn't it? Yeah. It's a brilliant tune, and I think if we uh, have a look at that scene, because I really am a big fan of that scene where she does the, the dancing to Maniac. Let's have a quick look at it.
So as you can see there, uh, an incredible performance of Maniac by Michael Sambello. And it's a, it's a brilliant tune. Uh, it's been parodied in things like American Pie since and all that kind of thing. It's just it's just a great tune. Same with What a Feeling, an amazing song. Yeah. I think um, you know there's so many tunes in, in, in Flashdance that are just seminal for yeah. the time, really. And I did, when I was watching it, it was another one of those things like the cinematography where I was like, oh, man, this is doing me over here. It's not to say Dirty Dancing <laughs> hasn't got a fantastic soundtrack because it really has got a brilliant soundtrack. And what I would say is, whilst I think the songs are better in yours, I think Dirty Dancing uses its music better. And it comes back to that set piece thing that we talked about before. And another string in my bow is the fact that Patrick Swayze wrote and sang one of his own songs in the film, She's Like the Wind. I mean, what? <laughs> A tune that is. I know you you don't really like it, do you? He's a good dancer. He's not a good singer. It's so self-indulgent. It's like, no way. No way. Come on. No way. I'm not having any of that. Rubbish. I'm not having any of that. I mean, the lyrical content is just aspirational. <laughs> She's like the wind through my tree. It's just it's awesome. It's just a romantic, amazing song. And that's another good thing that they do with the music in these films, actually, is that, you know, the, the uh, What a Feeling and Time of My Life, they have a sort of romantic piano version of them don't they yeah. like sort of within the song they have a sort of that romantic theme that goes through under sort of some emotional moments and things like that and I just I love that they did that in the 80s I love it when they do that yeah you just got a lovely soft like oh, lovely lovely I just think it's a personal thing for me when when you're at a wedding time of my life is always comes on towards the end and I'm like, oh, I've yeah. heard this too much. I've heard this too much. I'm sitting down. I'm not dancing. To they want to see drunk people attempt the lift. That's all that is. Don't mack the song <laughs> off for that. <laughs> the, uh, when the soundtrack of Flashdance came out, it actually knocked off Michael Jackson's Thriller from the Billboard Top 100. It was there for 17 weeks and it dislodged wow. it. And my other argument is, if you're talking about the soundtrack to Dirty Dancing, you've also got to include... Baby sister, Lisa's Hulahana, and that is awful. Brilliant. What more could you want? I don't know the words, but you don't need to know them, do you? But, um, I mean, hey, baby, we've got um, this overload. Zappa Costa. What a tune. We've got Eric Calm and Hungry Eyes. What a song that is. That's as good as anything in Flashdance. Yeah, it's a good, oh, yeah. it's a good tune. I just think when when they're trying to meld the sixties and the eighties, I do think it's a little bit jarring. Mm. The one thing is when Mary Clayton's yeah. "Yes" comes on, it's just a bit oh flipping heck, that's a yeah. bit a bit out of place. But other than that, I get, yeah, I gotta say it's a fantastic soundtrack. It is fantastic. Okay, so what you so what, so, so what gives you the edge then? I'll say this: Dirty Dancing has never been inspired or has inspired a Spice Girl to do its Raining Men music video. Can I start again? It inspired a Deadpool poster. Good one. And even the gremlins paid homage to it. Can 
Okay, well, Keith and Paddy's picture show did a Dirty Dancing, so... Yeah. Ha, have some of that. That's my cousin Johnny and his partner Penny. They're the professional dancers here. They look great together. And anyway, I'll tell you what then, right? I'll tell you what then. There's only one way to sort of finish this, I think, in terms of music and this whole thing. Okay. Because the two things that are separating these films now are the endings. What's got the best ending? Because the, the songs are so important for the endings. Mm. So what's got the best ending? And I, I'm going to say it right now, Gar. Dirty Dancing has got the best feel-good ending in film history. <laughs> That is a bold statement. Yeah. It, Fight me. In film Fight history? Me. Fight me. Yeah, no. it's got the best feel-good ending no in way. film history. I think. Too schmaltzy. Name a better one. I can, I can be here Name all day. I, I want to keep this this condensed. I mean, there's <laughs> about a hundred different films. It is. It is. It is. It's the best feel-good ending. I, I cry happy tears at the end of Dirty Dancing. You know how I'm like with crying? I say this every week. I cry happy tears at the end of Dirty Dancing when it's like, go on, baby. You can do it. You can do this. I mean, the scene with... Uh, like I said about the, the whole way it finishes off the arcs of these characters Johnny comes in one of the most famous lines in cinema history nobody puts baby in a corner I mean everyone said that haven't they everyone has said that at some point he comes yeah. onto the stage he says you know they're doing the bloody stupid uh, um, the Kellerman song so let's join in just one last chorus visitors staff and guests it's like oh Shut the move. <laughs> Gimpy little Neil's on there singing. It's like, oh, Neil, just, you've got Napoleon syndrome. Just, you're like the Kellermans, Napoleon, get off the stage, you're a wally. Johnny comes on. I always do the last dance. And then I've got to mention the real MVPs of these end scenes, the record players. Both have got a oh. shot of the old record being put on. <laughs> you know, because it wasn't with yeah. the record players. We wouldn't have any tunes at the end, would we? So they put, it instantly made me want to go out and get a record player. That's what it does. That's what it does. It instantly made me want to go out, get a tight-fitting black shirt, black pants, and learn to dance in four days like <laughs> baby does. But, <laughs> but he comes on the stage. He says, I always do the last thing. Talks about baby saying, you know, makes me realise the kind of person that I want to be. Her dad's there like thinking, what's going on? But at this point, he knows that Robbie's a dirtbag. So he knows that Johnny Castle is not the man he thought he was. And that's an important, that's, that's what we're saying about these arcs, guy, that tie off, because I love the finish between Baby's dad and Johnny. Let's take a quick look at it. I know you weren't the one who got Penny in trouble. Yeah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. You look wonderful out there. Now I had the time of my... So there you go, another incredibly emotional, superbly acted singer. <laughs> Mate, yeah. That's, that, that's the for the I'll be honest, watching that back, that's the first time I have cried watching Dirty Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I mean, so let's, I'll just go back talking about Mania. So they get on the stage and they start to dance and it's magical. A combination of that song and those two characters sort of fulfilling this dream in front of everyone. They're, they're bare for all to see. Johnny's bared is soul for all to see. Baby's bared is. And they're there now doing this. I mean, the choreography is incredible. This dance is just 
it's electric. They are absolutely electric. And there's two of them. And I think it's just kind of, that makes it better than your end. And just, just for that purpose, it's just more euphoric than yours. That was the thing with Flashdance. I was left completely flat by the ending. Mm. I know what you mean. All through watching the film, I was watching it and I was like, oh man, this, this, this could topple dirty dancing for me here because this is a really good film. It's really well put together. I love the character. I love how bulgy she is. I love the message it's got. But the, the ending is just like a da da da, and then give him, give her some flowers. There's the dog. <laughs> cool. And that's it. And then they stop on that crappy like freeze frame. Oh, classic eighties. Come love on. It. Absolutely love that. Oh, I think Dirty Dancing does it as well, but <laughs> but it's just you know. Well, I mean, come on, tell me a bit about your ending. Well, as a nitpick for yours, I just think it's over choreographed. Yours. Yes, they have to do the dance. But when he's walking down the aisle and all of his mates are behind him, it turns into a bit of West Side Story. And it's like, come on, it's not this. It's That's not a brilliant. musical. It's not a musical. That doesn't happen in real life. They've not rehearsed it. You can have you can have your dance. You can have your lift. But no, I'm not having that. No, I'm not having. I'm not having any of this. No, this is like I said last week. This is bullshit. I'm not having any of this. <laughs> that end bit is amazing. He jumps off the stage. He's like, hey baby. Turns around. It's got. He's got the greatest volume. I mean, there's L'Oreal and Pantene adverts and other reputable shampoo companies have never had volume like Swayze's got in that end scene. The science behind extraordinary hair. And you're worth it. He swings around. He's like, hey, baby. And she jumps down and it's like, he gives her the nod. They go for the lift. The, the most, one of the most iconic scenes in film history. Yeah. She jumps up. Boom. He lifts her up. And it's just, oh my God. At this point, I'm like, <laughs> Someone's cutting onions in here. <laughs> she did it. They did it. <laughs> and you know what? When I watched it for the first time and they did the yeah. lift, I was like, oh no, he's going to drop her. Because she does go quite far back. And I was like, oh my God. But obviously he didn't. You, they wouldn't have put that in. You'll be in no safer hands. You know, There's no safer hands than Johnny Castle. Not even yeah. in the Premier League. No goalie's got safer hands than Johnny Castle, mate. He's a legend. Yeah. And I'm not having what you said about the dancing bit because they come down. They they're so important to this scene because they they yeah. they're like um, symbolic of everything that Kellerman hates. Because this is a sea change, guy. This is like the the '60s. This is like a, a a sort of symbol of the change in the cultural thing in the '60s at that point. Because Kellerman says, "Oh, you know, kids don't want all this anymore. They don't want to come doing fox trots with their parents or whatever he says. They want to do all this sexy dancing." And then at the end, you get that on screen. It's like showing you the cultural change in the 60s, there and then. What, so in, in si the end of 63, sold. everyone just put leather jackets on and clicked in unison. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> when they walk, I, I, see, I, I can't disagree with you more because I love that choreographed bit. I think I it's so cool. <laughs> he walks down and then she, she jumps down to do the lift. And then what I love is then that they get all the stiffs up. They're like, come on, get up and dance, get up and dance. Everyone's dancing. Tito's giving it all this. <laughs> He's dead funny. <clears throat> Even Neil starts doing this weird like thing with baby's mum yeah. and all this. It's like, <laughs> jog on, Neil. You know, and Kellerman's saying, you got sheet music on this stuff. It's like, stop moaning, Max. Everyone's having a good time. Isn't that your job? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Idiot. He's annoying. But what's, like so Flashdance anyway, then, that, that, that audition, she goes in, she, she falls, like Jeannie, that's mm. in her mind, surely. 
She's she's on the verge she, of she, she, she's failing. She is. Hang on. She is. She is. She falls. She, yeah. She she falls, falls mate. She falls. She, then she like very much. Someone does. Someone does. Wait, why? What, what are you saying? She doesn't even do the dancing. <laughs> she does the falling down bit. <laughs> 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 I mean the wig right Right, let me just interject right because the wig in that last scene on the stunt dancers is one of the worst I've seen in in film it's just it's rubbish it looks like do you remember the wrestler super, <laughs> Superfly Jimmy Snooker it looks like he's doing it <laughs> yeah uh, but go on good dancers on. I don't know what you got a problem with carry on go on Did you yeah, so she's so her routine it's not ballet-esque, she's bringing it contemporary. She, and what, yeah. what is quite good, that if you see all of the dances throughout yeah. the film, she takes a little bit of them. So some of the, the yeah. sexy dancing on the stage, yeah. some ballet, some break dancing. Yeah. I know you like a bit of pop and locking, the robotics, yeah. you know, all that stuff. <laughs> and that, when she's doing the break dancing spin, unbelievable, mate. Unreal. I'm, I'm taking the mick a little bit, but I do... The dancing is incredible, and I do like the scene. I like the way it's cut. I like the tapping of the feet. You've got these like ultra square kind of uh, you know ballet uh, sort of what are they like college board members or whatever they are, and uh, they're sort yeah. of getting into it. But it just seems a bit easy for me. They seem to sort of concede it really easily, that you know, because this is I'd have thought they'd have been a bit more standoffish with it, but it's just yeah, you know it's that. good. It's not her dancing. You can tell. And it annoyed me a bit because I was really invested in her at this point. You know what I mean? And then that bit, like when you find out that some of it's not, isn't some of it a bloke at some point? Yeah, so that's why I was trying to, I was trying to bring you in with that because <laughs> when she does that uh, twirl at the end, it's Crazy Legs. He was a, quite a famous breakdancer apparently, yeah. and he's got a tash. He was like, he refused to s for shave it off. So if you if you freeze frame it on one yeah. bit, you can see that it's a fellow with a, a crazy wig and a tash. Brilliant. Okay, so what, what I will give you, right, for the ending of Flashdance, now this is one of my bugbears with Dirty Dancing, is the remake in 2017. What's your name? Baby. One of the most beloved dance movies of all time becomes the next great television event. Watch me now! From the choreographer of Hamilton with a star-studded cast, comes the musical for a new era. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Dirty Dancing. Don't watch it. It's crap. No one can watch it. It's rubbish. It's got Nicole Scherzinger in it, Abigail Breslin, some bloke playing Johnny who's got the charisma of plasterboard compared to Patrick Swayze. It's rubbish. It's like High School Musical does Dirty Dancing. It's a load of rubbish. And the ending, right? Talk, talking about the dad bit. They have this arc in that film that the, the uh, baby's mum and dad are having marital problems. There's no need for it. No need for it. And then at the end, after he does the speech with Johnny, all of a sudden, he turns around to Deborah Messing, who plays her mum, and is like, Now I hit the time of my life. It's like, what? <laughs> I remember watching it, I was going, what's going on here? Almost like threw something at the telly. I was like, what's going on? And then Deborah Messing starts singing. It's like, get a grip. Just... It's crap, don't watch it. So that's one minus point for me, is that bit is so bad that it takes away what? from the ending in a way. One minus point? One. Just one. It's about 100 minus points, mate. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. It's a really bad it film. Poor. But anyway, but 
Dirty Dancing has got the best feel-good film in history. Feel-good ending in history. It's so good. What's not to like about it? No, I'm not having that. What's not to like about it? I mean, the way you're, have you, you're talking, you're, you're talking about breakdancing, that spin on her back. What about the spin Johnny does when he jumps off the stage? My God, you could chuck your washing in. You know what I mean? And it'd be clean. <laughs> it's so fast. Yeah. So good. I can't. Yeah. It's the best. It's the better ending, guy, and it makes it the better film, because the ending is the the climax yeah. of the film is is everything. Um, Flashdance just doesn't have it. It's like three quarters of it's amazing, and then the last sort of five ten minutes is like really. That's that anticlimactic. Mm. You have you have got a point. I will say you you have got a point. I just think the sum of part in Flashdance just makes it better, it just pushes it over nah. the line and I think nah. conclusively, no. my arguments tonight have shown no. that Flashdance is the Shut better your film. mouth, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I've got the set pieces, I've got Patrick Swayze, I've got, a be- the, the song is better in Dirty Dancing. Time of My Life is a better song than What a Feeling. No. It is. Hey baby, it's got a sax solo. An incredible sax solo. Mm. I suppose it's not for us to say. We this is our opinion. Let's put it out there. This is it to the great British Let's public. We've had a lot of votes recently, yeah. and they've obviously gone well. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still putting our faith in you guys. Yeah. You tell us what you think is the better film: Flash Dance or Dirty Dancing? Do you want incredible set pieces, amazing dancing that gets better as the film goes on? I mean, Flash Dance. The best dancing's in the middle. It's not even at the end. Do you know what I mean? Do you want that? Do you want a do you want a disappointment at the end of your film, or do you want the most euphoric moment in film history? It's up to you. Let us know across our social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter, on at the Davis Locker. You can even uh, listen to this as a podcast if you don't want to look at us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Guys, do anything else? A lovely little website www.thedavislocker.com Get on there. We've got all our other feel-good film series on there and there have been some fantastic responses. Labyrinth last week. It went through the roof, the amount of likes and comments we got. So get on that. It's a fantastic episode. Yeah. So go and do it now. What's better? Dirty Dancing or Flash Dance? Two incredible films, two fantastic soundtracks, but someone has got to win. Like and subscribe to the channel and you'll be told every single time we upload any new content. That's about it, innit, pal? That is about it, yeah. So if you liked this video, I'm sure you'll like this one. Or even this one. That's it for this week. See ya. See ya.